I don't know if you, if, if you feel what I feel in, the, in this place today in terms of the presence of the Lord. And there's just a sweetness of his presence. It was in the prayer room this morning and is, is here as the Lord just kind of affirms you and, and moves in your life. And you need to just let him do that, kind of take a deep breath in and absorb the presence of God that we are enjoying in this moment. And uh, there's, there's almost in me... Uh, I feel a sense of, of rest in his presence and a lightheartedness. And I was thinking as we were, we were con- every Sunday when we say that, recite that, I don't, we don't pray over the word, the word's already blessed. I pray over your ears to hear it and receive it, but, uh, and your heart to understand it. But the word is blessed. We make declaration regarding the word. And every time we do that, and uh, we say that I am who the Bible says I am, I have what the Bible says I have, and I can do what the Bible says I can do. My mind runs back to my childhood when, uh, when those old saints of God would get up and they sang this song, Every Promise in the Book is Mine, which is simply not true. Uh, but, but we sang it that way, and, and I think what they meant was every good promise in the book is mine. But there are some promises in the book for people who are not followers of God, and those promises are not mine, you know? <laughs> And, and so every time we make that declaration, I'm, I'm reminded of those days and, and how we lived in the understanding of the, the moment and the generation that we're in. But, but here we are today. And the Bible says that in the last days, knowledge would increase. You should expect that in these days, as we teach the word and as we study the word together and as we meet in connect groups together and, and have conversations around the table about the things of God, that the knowledge of the Lord should increase in your life. That was a long road to that, but you need to hear that. So we are in, the, in Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22, and this has been our theme up, up to uh, this point in time, and, and I think we have another week or two on this theme, and, and I just want to read this passage to you. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. I hope that you will memorize that. I hope that you will inscribe it. Let the Holy Spirit write it upon your heart. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. The the reason that that's important is that if you will get that written on your heart, then when the enemy comes and he tells you that God is bringing difficulty to you or that God is upset with you or that God is is, uh, somehow uh, doing something that makes life hard for you, that you can go back and say, wait a minute, my Bible tells me that the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. So God is not adding sorrow to me. Are you here? Some of y'all still don't believe that. Let me speak to the, 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 um, your spiritual self-esteem for just a moment. You need to be healed of the thought that God is mad at you. Or that God wants to hang out with everybody else, but not quite wanting to hang out with you. I'm going to tell you, God wants to come up in your living room and sit down with you and have a conversation with you. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, brings increase to the people of God and adds no sorrow with it. What kind of father would I be if I just said, okay, just for, just for good measure, I'm going to torment my kids today? Josiah is going, oh, Lord, Dad, don't do that. <laughs> what kind of father would you be if you just decided that they, they just need a good day of torment? They need a good day of sorrow. 
The Bible tells you that the blessing of the Lord brings you increase and adds no sorrow with it. I'm going to just wear this out for you. We've said this every week. I'm going to say it again next week, I, I presume. So anyway, Proverbs 10, 22 the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. So let's just talk about a, a, a passage of scripture. I just want to try to maybe stay in this passage today. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 7. We've just been talking about positioning ourselves, having a right mindset and a right understanding so that the blessing of the Lord can, can be received into our lives. And one of the things we discovered last week is that there is, uh, there is in the domain of God, in, in the, blessing of the, the blessing of the Lord is like an umbrella. We used to say in the old days, you just get under the spout where the glory comes out. Just get under the outpouring of God. Just get under the umbrella of his care. Jesus said to the children of Israel, I would have gathered you to me like a mother hen gathers uh, her little chicks under her wing. I would have gathered you right under my protection, but you wouldn't let me. Did you know that most people who are not, who are not uh, walking in the blessing of the Lord are simply not walking in the blessing of the Lord because they will not let Him bless them? See, when God spoke blessing into existence for His people, it was just like in, in Genesis when God said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, let those who follow me be blessed, essentially. And so blessing is there, for you to move into. When God says to the believers that I, there are environments that, that where blessing will chase you down and overtake you, would you get in your mindset and in your understanding for a moment that blessing is chasing you? We haven't even got to the point yet. Blessing is chasing you. Oh, wait a minute. All this going on in the world today and, and economic hardship and job loss and sickness and all. Wait a minute. You're telling me that I'm blessed. Blessing is chasing you. Maybe y'all ought to slow down a minute and let it catch up. Jeremiah 17 and 7. Listen to this. Just listen to this wonderful passage of scripture. Jeremiah 17 and 7 says this. Blessed is the man, that is not gender specific, ladies. We are all the species of mankind. That's what this is talking about, right? Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. So the scripture begins to give us some little uh, clues, some little uh, windows into uh, the life of the believer. This is how you walk in blessing. Blessed is the man whose hope is in the Lord and who trusts in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, who, uh, and will not fear when heat comes, but uh, its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor cease from yielding fruit. We're going to talk about those things for a minute. But the way to receive this level of blessing that this passage is talking about is to be a man and woman of God whose trust is in the Lord. 
I'm reminded of that passage of Scripture uh, that uh, uh, when Jesus was talking uh, and he was speaking, giving some things that, that people were having a hard time receiving and his hearers began to go away murmuring and frustrated with him and they're think, saying, this guy, this teacher saying some things I don't understand or, or some things I don't agree with or some things I just can't mentally absorb what he's saying to me right now, so I'm just going to go away. And Jesus looks at his disciples and says, are you going away too? But they had discovered that it was under the umbrella of the environment of being with him that there was blessing. And they said, uh, where would we go? Who else has the words of life? Who else has this, this blessing? Who, who, where else in the earth would we find this moment? Where would we ever go? No, you might say some things I don't understand and, and, and things might happen that I can't uh, entirely absorb and there might be some things going on that, 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 that just don't always mesh with my understanding even of who God is for that matter. But I trust you enough that even when I don't understand you, I'm not pulling back from you. God, I trust you enough that even when you say some things that are difficult for me to understand, I'm not pulling away from you. You know, there are a lot of people who simply don't walk with God because they don't understand Him. But they don't realize that He loves them so much and if they would just take the time to know Him, all that would get sorted out. I'm telling you, I've been preaching the Word since I was a child. And there are some things God said that I don't understand. And there are some things in that book that I feel very uncomfortable with. And God's big enough for me to say that. He's not bothered by it. First of all, I've discovered he didn't ask my permission before he said it. He didn't come to me and say, Anthony, I'm thinking about saying this. What do you think? He's pretty wise. He will be like a tree, the man who trusts in the Lord, the man who hopes in God. You know what hope is? Let, let's talk just for a moment before we go forward here. Hope, not Richard and Hope. She's laughing over there. <laughs> Hoping in the Lord is something that you can do in those moments when your faith in Him is challenged. I don't know if you've thought about that before. Sometimes when you go before the Lord and you say, Lord, Thomas said to the Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. My, my, my belief is, is not quite what it needs to be in this moment. Did you know you can say that to God? Lord, I'd love to have full faith in, in what you are doing and, and, and full faith and understanding in what's going on around me right now, but I don't have that right now. Would you help me have that? You know what? You're moving right, right there. That statement, you're moving into the place of hope. My hope is in the Lord. 
I hope that he will hear my prayer. I hope that he will understand my heart. I hope that he will perceive the challenges that I'm facing. I hope that he, he really has a concern for me. All those things that you, you are unsure of in the word and your faith is not fully invested in just yet at this point in time. Listen, folks, I'm going to help you grow in Jesus a little bit here. You can hope in the Lord. You can trust in him even when you don't understand him and you can hope in him. He's moving in your behalf. You can, you can actually say to the Lord, well, pastor said I could place my hope in you. He'll receive that from you. So those who trust in the Lord and who place their hope in him, not their great faith, their hope in him. He will be like a tree that's planted by the water. I was thinking, as, as uh, I was saying that phrase, I had a flashback in my mind several times. Laura and I have planted citrus tree in our yard, and, and every, every time, for some reason, uh, I didn't do it well, I think. It didn't take root. It didn't grow. It didn't produce fruit. Uh, it got, we got frustrated, ripped it out, planted another one. It's gone. Uh, it, uh, and Because you know what? Uh, it just wasn't planted in the right environment to produce fruit. So what God says to you, if you will hope in the Lord, if you will put your trust in Him, He will plant you just like He was talking to somebody this morning about the fact that He's planted them here for their nourishment. This is rivers of living water. God is planting you as a tree by the river river of living water so that you can be nourished in a dry season in a difficult time. So he says, you'll be like a tree planted by the water. No one has to come along and water you. God is planting you in a place of continual nourishment. So you'll be like a tree planted by the water who is continually nourished, whose root spreads out. I want you to understand something. There is this thing in the body of Christ right now that the enemy wants to perpetuate upon people that causes them not to root down, that causes them not to let their root go deep, that causes them not to be the planting of the Lord. And, and we, particularly in, in our Western thinking, because of the freedoms that we've enjoyed and because of the lifestyle that we've uh, grown up under in the, in the generations here in the United States of America, our thinking is, is well, I can do what I want to do. Well, you know what? If you submit your way to the Lord and he says, I want to plant you, let him plant you. I'm going to give you just an example from my own life. I tried to move out of this city four times. And God kept bringing us back and saying, no, I planted you there. My purpose for you is there. Would you let me plant you there? And when I let my root go down and I let the Lord plant me in uh, this fertile valley and I let him set me in the placement that he chose for me, suddenly things begin to fall in place and things begin to move forward and I begin to find out that I'm planted in the place of the blessing of the Lord for my life. And I begin to receive nourishment from that planting. Don't be a potted plant in the kingdom. Let your root go down. Let God plant you. The Bible says we are trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that, that He would be glorified in us. He wants to plant you so that you can be rooted and grounded in a body of people, so that you can be connected uh, at the root in the life of the church, so that God will strengthen you in your day. 
You can go to any church in town you want to go to because you are in a free country, but you ought to go where God planted you. And if that's here, let your root go down. Wonderful thing about a potted plant is that you can just set it anywhere you want to set it. And it can be moved easily. But God didn't create us to be nomadic in the kingdom. We're the planting of the Lord. Every time you allow yourself to be uprooted from your placement in the kingdom, when you, when you pull out, I have a, a plant in my backyard that I've moved around in the earth about four times because I didn't like where it was, so I moved it over six inches, and then I moved it back and in this raised planter that I have. And I can see in those plants that are there, the ones that were, they were all planted together at the same time. So the ones on the ends that were planted there, uh, and I never moved them around, they're full grown and they're beautiful. And the ones that I've moved around two or three times, they just look all spindly. You know why? Every time I pulled them up, their roots broke. The roots that were intertwined with other roots, it, it, it disrupted their own growth and the growth of the plant next to them. When God intertwines you together and you get intertwined with people and you go uprooting yourself because you're in a place of frustration, you break the roots in the lives of others. We're in the body of Christ. And I didn't know I was going there, but I'm going there. And he said he wants you to be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water and your roots spread out. Roots in a pot don't spread out. You're not a patio tree. Come on. This may be practical teaching for you today, but you're not a patio tree. You can put a fruit tree in a pot, but it's not going to produce much until that root goes down to the earth. You need your root to go down deep. Why? So you can get tapped in. You're, you're planted on the bank of a river. The water, the scripture says, that flows from under the throne of God. Read Ezekiel. There is a river that flows from under the throne of God. And everything will live where the river flows. So you allow him to plant you in a place of nourishment and you will live and you will flourish. And listen to what this word says to you. You will not fear when heat comes. How many understand the heat's being poured on us right now? As believers and as the kingdom of God, the heat is being turned up in our day, in our generation, in the challenges that we are facing, in the day that we are living. The heat has been turned up. Believers, get on your face before God. Allow your root to go down. Allow the nourishment of the kingdom of God. Allow the nourishment of the river of God to come into your life so that you don't fear when the heat's on. You ought to be encouraged right now. That shouldn't cause you to fear. That shouldn't cause you to fret. That shouldn't cause you to do anything but shout, Glory to God! My root is deep in Him. And in Him I will flourish. 
So he says, you won't fear when the heat comes, when the difficulty comes, when the trouble comes, when the trial comes, when life hands you uh, unexpected circumstances. You will not fear. You'll be, I'm planted in him. I'm not going to be shaken. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not being moved out of my place just because there's a little bit of trouble rises on the horizon. I'm getting encouraged whether you are or not. I'm going to go home and listen to this again. Because when life hands you circumstances that are unexpected, you should not be shaken out of your place. Don't you be easily moved. Don't let circumstances that are small in light of the God that you serve affect your perspective on life. Rob you of your hope and of your trust in the Lord. Oh, bad things are coming. Well, bad things are going. (laughs) It's always difficulty. You should not be shaken. So this is the promise of the Lord. You will not fear when he comes. But he didn't just stop there. He said, your leaf will be green. You drive out out Shaw Avenue, out where I live, east of Clovis Avenue, and there's all of these, uh, in the middle of the islands of the road, there's these evergreen trees. And every once in a while, you come up on one, it's just ugly brown. They're all green. They're supposed to be, they're evergreen. They're not supposed to turn brown. But there's one there whose root did not go down. And and at some point, someone in the city is going to go, you know, that's going to fall in traffic. We better take it down. It's dead. But everything around it is green because those roots went down in the earth. The, the, The Lord's promise to you is that your leaf, your leaf will not wither. You're not going to wither in the heat. You're not going to wither and shrivel up in difficulty. You're not going to wither and shrivel up in time of drought. You're not going to wither. Come on, tell the Lord, I'm not going to wither and I'm not going to shrivel up and I'm not going to blow away in the wind and I'm not going to let trouble move me out of my place. My root is going down deep and I'm drinking of living water. I'm being nourished at your presence. Stuff will preach itself. This is really good. <laughs> you hear every time you turn on your TV and you listen to any news. Difficulties coming. Well, this scripture says to you, he will not be anxious in drought. You walk through the store and they're already putting up limits on chicken. Toilet paper. People are getting nervous again. That coming into a new envi- political environment and changes that, that, that things are going to be unavailable to us again. You're not going to get nervous in drought. God's not going to let the things that you need dry up. And if he lets something you need, there's only one time in Scripture that I can think of where the, where the brook dried up and it was just because God was moving that guy over to a new place of supply. 
The only reason he lets something dry up that's coming after you is because he's getting ready to open a better door for you. I know what it feels like to get a pink slip. I know what it feels like for the brook to dry up, and it's just because God was shifting circumstances so that what was ahead of me is better than what's behind me. And I'm here to tell you today that what is ahead of you is better than what is behind you, and you are not to be anxious when the brook dries up. You're not to be anxious when circumstances change. You're not to be anxious when what you're experiencing feels like drought. You just go before the Lord and say, well, the, 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 the circumstances around me feel like drought, but my root is down in a river of endless supply. My root is down in a place of nourishment. I'm not nourished by what I see. I'm nourished in my relationship with you, Jesus. And then the wonderful concluding promise here is he says that you will not cease to be fruitful. You see, God's not just taking care of you. He's working through you to take care of others. The fruit that's produced in your life. How many understand that you don't go up under your... Uh, you, you, nobody goes up under... Uh, a tree doesn't eat of its own fruit. A tree doesn't go up under itself and chew up its own apples. That's a terrible analogy, isn't it? <laughs> your fruit is not for you. You are a fruitful vine so that others can come along and be nourished in your life. How are people nourished in your life? They come up next to you when everything is going wrong and you're like happy in Jesus and they're like, what's wrong with you? You should be freaked out right now. You're like, no, no, no. My root goes down deep and I'm nourished in, the Lord, in my relationship with the Lord and He's taking care of me. I'm not freaking out about my circumstances. I'm not going to let anything bother me or move me out of my place. I'm in a relationship with Jesus. I'm not going to be easily shaken from this moment. I'm going to continue to be fruitful. If the whole city's in drought, I'll be fruitful. Amen. You know... Scripture says, I have never, the psalmist said, never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his seed begging bread. Now, you can do with that what you want, but I don't think the psalmist was wrong. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor have I seen his seed begging bread you will be like a tree planted by the water who does not fear when the heat comes whose leaf does not wither whose root goes down deep and you're continually nourished and you will be constantly fruitful can you receive the promise of the Lord today? I feel like that I'm just prophesying over your life. Would you just receive that as the word of the Lord?